Welcome, welcome, welcome back to New Agreements with me, Dave Erasmus. This week, I am very pleased to say we have got Jesse Baker from Provenance, a blockchain transparency and supply chain platform. Sometimes you meet people and their skills of articulation just stand out. And that's what this podcast is about, New Agreements. It's about asking interesting people that I get in contact with or that I meet, that I want to learn from, hearing their story, hearing what they know about, and then asking them succinctly, what is the new agreement that you think we need either to ourselves, in our homes, or in society at large, that will help make the future flourish and thrive? We are living in unprecedented times, and the old patterns that we've had aren't going to survive, so we're going to need some new agreements. It's about a 45-minute conversation, packed full of good stuff, some great ideas from Jesse. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I hope you really enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of New Agreements. I'm here today in Hoxton with Jesse Baker. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. We first met in Holland in May. Yes. At the next web conference, and we had 30 minutes to. What were we talking about? I we talked about all kinds of stuff. Full well, backstory, I seem to remember. Yeah. Well, the context was social entrepreneurship yes. and trying to sort of take what you're doing with transparency, which we'll hear about, uh, and put it into that context, which was brilliant. And I was very impressed and couldn't believe you know, how well you talk about what is a really difficult subject. And we were chatting a bit afterwards uh, about what that means for the rest of us and what that means for new organisations. So I thought it'd be really great to have you. So thanks for making time. It's a lovely office you've got here. (laughs) It's an envy of all startups everywhere, I think. The classic Hoxton loft. Oh, yeah, it's great. Graffiti on the front. I know, yeah. Bikes strewn around. Yeah. Yeah, we are. it's kind of a little bit cliche, isn't it? I know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm very envious. This is the perfect perfect thing. And you're really running at quite a click. You've got about, what, 20 people in here? Yeah, 20 people. People here based in Hoxton, yeah, and then a bunch of people also contributing remote from around the world. Mm. Canada, Berlin today, yeah. <laughs> so as you know, well, um, the New Agreements podcast is all about trying to figure out in this new unknowable world, what kind of agreements should we have with each other in our homes, in our personal lives and in society at large. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get onto that at some point. But just for anybody that didn't see our first conversation, um, where do you come from? <laughs> what got you to here to Hoxton? And what's yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I started life, um, I guess, well, growing up, I suppose, let's start right at the beginning. I guess growing up, um, you know, always been interested in where things come from and how, how things got to be as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally curious about, um, you know, where, where things come from. Um, so not a crazy leap to imagine that I end up running a company that's really obsessed with where products come from, mm. um, the supply chains behind products and the impact they have on the planet and society. Uh, but I came to here sort of via studying engineering, spent a lot of time in supply chains, mainly in the fashion industry, but also food and various other sectors, saw the reality behind how our products are created, which uh, on the one extreme is horrifying, mm. on the other extreme is just beautiful and it's mm. kind of an incredible symphony of things that you just wouldn't imagine behind mm. a 
tomato or a t-shirt um and yeah but then got into digital product design and development um and I was doing a PhD actually in computer science when I decided to start Provenance um and really yeah the concept's pretty simple really it's and it's quite self-motivated I just wanted to know where the products I buy come from Mm impact they've had on people and planet so that I can shop with my values mm. and so that's really our quest here mm. uh, and everyone out there is is got a, you know a different motivation for wanting to know the provenance of their products you know we've got some serious climate change activists we've got people that just really hate waste mm. and then lots of people really concerned about the, the human aspect mm. behind our products and that's what provenance means isn't it it means finding the origin or the origin yes of the a story. origin yeah it's yeah. usually provenance uh, <laughs> but yeah i think mostly it's been used kind of related to art and Mm. uh, antiquities but we've kind of repurposed and reclaimed the word Mm. um to mean just the origin of of any physical thing really yeah yeah and i like the way you say it that because i get a bit weary of the narratives of bashing things all the time just things that we shouldn't do things that we don't want i mean we need to do that that's part of life hemming in the edges and upgrading but it's also about what life we're going to live what what do we value what do we love what do we appreciate and so i like the way that you describe the two sides of the coin yeah it's about making sure i don't buy shit but it's also about saying wow yeah. That beauty and the creativity that's gone into this tomato, as 100%. you said, yeah. it's like, oh, I can understand it and, and appreciate it. It's like, yeah. it's almost like a, doing a wine tasting with a, with a connoisseur yeah. who helps you to un, un, understand the complexity Absolutely. that would otherwise be lost on you. Oh, for sure. And yeah. if you get the backstory of the provenance, maybe that's kind of what you can unlock in the value of people's appreciation Absolutely. for what they already have. Yeah, the personal stories as well and struggles and just beautiful like ambition behind so many simple products Mm. when you kind of dig in is yeah it's just so inspiring um and yeah I mean that's that's it it's hard to get all of that onto a label right Mm. like like those nights up late crying trying to create that perfect whatever it is bag from Mm. upcycled material or food products that you know is able to to lower carbon footprint or whatever it is um there's yeah there's just so many personal struggles and endeavors behind so many of Mm. our products and yeah, we think that's how how you should be inspired by a product rather than a made-up advertising campaign. Well, it's the same as when you meet someone, you can get distracted by their charm. Yeah. But ultimately, it's their character that yes. builds the long-term relationships yeah. and the future that we want. For the last few months, I've been working with a company called paid.co.uk. And paid is a platform that gets you, freelancers, people who work for yourselves, paid as soon as you've done the work. And this gets rid of all of the not knowing about when you're gonna get paid. When I've done deals for YouTube or done speaking gigs or even done consulting and coaching, I don't know when I'm gonna get paid. And it's the worst when I've got to pay out other people who have come to help me film or help me produce the work that I'm doing. Paid exists to support freelancers to be as creative and productive as they can, to help outsource the parts they don't need to do themselves, to be friendly and fair, and make sure you get your money and make sure that your client pays up at the right time. So for example, last month, I made an invoice and got it financed through Paid, sent it to my client. I got paid immediately after I'd done the day's work 
and I don't need to worry. I don't know if they have paid paid yet or not. It's not any longer my problem. Paid follow that up with no recourse to me and I get to crack on with the next project. So if you want to check it out, go to paid.co.uk. It's perfect if you're a web consultant, a freelancer, a digital nomad, digital creative, making videos, photos, that kind of thing. Especially if you've got other costs you've got to pay alongside within the project. Go to paid.co.uk, check it out, sign up for the beta. I think you might really like it. And thanks to Paid for supporting these new podcasts. So if you're trying to get rid of the bullshit and focus on the authentic stories, (laughs) then how do you do it? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a rollercoaster journey, I must say. You know, like any good entrepreneur, I think I started out, you know, very naive, (laughs) thinking, well, yeah, we should all know the true story behind our product. Take about 18 months. Yeah, exactly, it'd be fine. Exactly, yeah, and then... (laughs) Um, So it turns out um, transparency is kind of the umbrella term I think we use here Mm -hmm. to to describe all this stuff is is really complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, So how we work at the moment at Provenance is we work with uh, mostly brands Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, brands are the the stamp that sit on that label that Mm -hmm. we're trying to help you see beyond. Mm -hmm. So for us, brands are the real crux to a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And we work with the small ones and big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a, a platform, a software service, that's designed to be used by brands of any size. And really that is a, a kind of tool to help brands get firstly get transparent internally themselves. So where can I open data? Where are the opportunities for me to differentiate in the market with my supply chain and with my impact? So we kind of help people get all that stuff organized and get mm-hmm. it together. So wait, just just not to rush on, because yeah, some yeah, people might sure. be looking at this for the very first time. Exactly. That's uh, as in they're just beginning their entrepreneurial journey and they're trying to figure out what you've just raced through. So yes. so that means believing that transparency is something to even talk about, that's something yes. that's even valuable. That's and true. how do we start recording it in our Google Docs or in our Excel yes. spreadsheets? Or That's true. You do need to have had a realisation that, um, that, yeah, transparency is important. Uh, and, it, and you may also have the realisation that it's not important for your brand mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. There are many brands... Um, that I think are, are kind of trying to fight transparency and actually they don't really want their supply chain or their impact to be a lead story and mm-hmm. they're trying to just become the cheapest thing or, or whatever. So yeah, it's not for everyone, for sure, um, but I think it's it's quite a vital part of building a responsible brand, mm-hmm. I'd say, is to consider your supply chain and your impact in its creation. So yeah. once you get your team agreed and you yeah. start thinking about it and recording it and get organized yeah. as you say then, yeah. then what's next yeah so i mean yeah exactly and this does have to come from from the top from being a, a brand that that embraces transparency is is very much yeah a leadership decision mm-hmm. um and and it's strategic you know it's, it's it's a choice and i think we're seeing more and more new companies and uh new brands and um, taking this choice by by default mm-hmm. uh but it, yeah certainly for for all the companies and uh, this may be a quite a change. So yeah, so you've got into the mindset. You, you've realised that in order to be a responsible brand of the future, you are going to need to have transparency into your supply chain and the impact you have. We use the word impact sometimes in the broadest sense of the word. So it could be um, environmental impact, social impact. 
But in that could also mean uh, impact on health and things like that. So that's the kind of widest term. So yeah, people come to Provenance to first of all, like see where they're at with this. So there's a journey to becoming a transparency leader or meeting the market. Uh, And so we help you understand where you are uh, and we help you see what you could make transparent because there's a myriad of things. There's, you know, your whole supply chain and a whole framework of of areas in which you can open up information in order to, to kind of monitor and, and check your your impact yeah. so we kind of help help organizations do that can i say something i, I yeah. got sent a wallet the other day by yeah. a guy who watches my videos and he made, he's got a company called flat leather mm-hmm. and he's a one guy making hand stitched leather wallets yeah but if we use that as a little tiny tiny example because yeah, he's just he's just in his part-time and he's just doing it out of the love right now yeah but he wants to build a good business so when Great. you say supply chain yeah that in his context would be thinking where do i get my leather from? where's the leather from yeah, yeah prim- exactly prim- primarily yes so that would probably be the majority of uh, of his his supply chain but also i mean it's kind of anything you procure is, mm. is part of your your supply chain so you know the energy he's using to run his workshop sure, yeah. for example is is also uh, his digital services as well his his Absolutely. laptop and his yeah, emails yeah. a lot of that some yeah. of it's analog some of it's digital yeah and i think i mean it's important to you know consider things all relatively right mm. and i'm sure the leather is you know the, the largest component but yeah so it's about mapping that all out understanding that and then looking at kind of where where the impact areas are, mm. um, and so yeah, for for a small business, they could just do that direct um, on our platform. And then for larger companies, we work with them as, as strategy consultants, often recommending and pulling in sustainability consultants because mm. it might be if you're a large business actually this is brand new to you Mm -hmm. and therefore you need some sustainability expertise Mm -hmm. to really dig into the impacts in Mm -hmm. your supply chain um and and you know we've got a network of great consultants that we work with that have expertise Mm -hmm. uh, impossible to be able to be expert in all of these things so network is really important for us there so just just so i'm clear on your website if if i was mr flat leather and i go on this journey Mm -hmm. and i like it and i keep going will you store data for me Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we run, so on our website, you can sign up and we run um, a software service. Mm -hmm. Uh, And essentially, the flat leather guy can can go on, create a profile on provenance, uh, and start to open up data about Mm -hmm. the supply chain and about the impact Mm -hmm. uh, both that he's having on a company level, uh, but also from from the supply chain as well Mm -hmm. uh, on a myriad of things, you know, social impact, environmental impact, all of those kinds of things. So, and then he will have a profile on provenance. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like a LinkedIn, but for supply chain and impact so that's a good place to start a mm. place to just organize all of that information and um, particularly for the keen beans that might care about that it's a quick link yeah uh, and then a lot of what we do is helping businesses to once they've organized is to prove the key things mm-hmm. so it might be that um, he's using renewable energy in his workshop and he wants to prove that that's the case so on provenance um, what we you can create what we call a proof point, which would be 100% renewable energy used in production, whatever. Uh, and you can upload the evidence uh, and, and prove that, that that's true um, mm. through, through your uh, energy supplier, just as an example. So that gives you this full kind of robust you know, picture of lots of the areas of, of transparency. And then with our tools, um, this leather's flag can then serve up that data inside his e-commerce. Mm. Maybe he's got a Shopify shop or something yes. like that. So it could plug into a transparency page or even mm. into individual product pages. So Do you have an API it. then? Yeah, exactly. You can pull your data into my own website. Exactly. So actually, for for a small business, you can use our off-the-shelf kind of embeds. You just drop it in, little widget, drop it in, a little bit of code. So no need to code, but you just drop in a snippet into your your description box. 
and then you've got a provenance powered uh you know, uh, kind of area Great. where you can see all the key aspects of the supply chain and impact. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, I'll, I'll try and pull that up and show you guys on the video link because I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, yet yeah, I'll send you some well. links. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's like the first step then as yeah. that's like... That well, that takes you, from, takes you from understanding transparency. I mean, I think also a key thing is to recognise like getting to leadership position and 100% transparent is very difficult. It's mm -hmm. a journey. And I think it's important. I think a key part of being transparent is to not be afraid to open up some information, mm -hmm. you know, knowing you can't be perfect and open up everything all at once. Yeah. But it's that slowly kind of using it to differentiate. So, yeah, your leather wallet maker could, could potentially store some key claims mm -hmm. uh, relating to, I don't know, waste in the factory, renewable mm -hmm. energy, uh, you know, maybe um, sharing some more information on the fact that it's handmade or, or those kinds of things. And then we help power that inside something mm. like a Shopify. He could also um, connect that to the product itself on the label mm -hmm. so that you can see the provenance of the product when you hold it physically. Mm. Um, we've got a bunch of tools to help people do that. So it could be per batch. Mm. So this batch of wallets made on this date yes. with this, this material come from this supplier with these other kind of proof points. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you can see that when you buy it. And this, I don't want to go too deep into blockchain now because mm -hmm. people can find out about blockchain in lots of different places. Yeah. But you do use a decentralized technology to power this, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's sort of a bit of a philosophical choice, really. I mean, so I, I was doing my PhD in decentralized technologies and their use in supply chains. Um, so, yeah, blockchain technology still very nascent. Um, you know, I've been working with it for a long time and it's, you know, still got a long way to go before it kind of meets the, the vision that, mm -hmm. that could be so disruptive, I think. Uh, yeah, we use, we use it to store the key proofs. Mm -hmm. So that proof that um, the uh, wallet maker is using renewable energy in his workshop uh, is a proof. Mm -hmm. um, wallet maker says he is doing so. Uh, energy company using energy bill as evidence secures Agrees. the proof. Yes. Yeah. That proof then stored in a blockchain, immutable, no one can screw around with it. So when it's pulled into Shopify yeah. or something like that, uh, you know you're looking at something that couldn't have been tampered with by provenance, mm. by the wallet maker, or by the energy supplier. Well explained. I like that very much. <laughs> and so that's really, you know, we've heard of cryptocurrencies, but really this is the underlying opportunity with blockchain and decentralized technology, isn't it, to not have to rely on a particular person or a particular yes. institution to tell you what the truth is exactly. uh, or, or at least give you a, a version of truth. It's not an existential truth, but a practical yeah. truth of yes. we all agree and no one's going to, as you say, mess with it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's about breaking away from big centralized data systems or centralized authorities, mm -hmm. which I think um, are controlling a lot of the internet today. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know, I just have a belief that the internet should be decentralized and we should all be in control and empowered mm. to own and secure our own data. Mm. I mean, unfortunately, each individual doesn't seem to care enough about that uh, because we all just like, oh, Facebook wants my data, all right. <laughs> uh, we're very, very quick to give that up. And do you do that still? Uh, yeah, I do. I no, mean, I'm, I do I'm too. absolutely guilty. Yeah. Um, absolutely guilty. But, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's difficult to, um, it's difficult to organize, I think. Uh, and yeah, these centralized authorities brokering our data today, like, like a Facebook, mm. um, do have a lot of control over us. 
And I, I guess I have a belief that blockchain technology presents a really interesting new method to help regain control mm. of our own data, but to still have the trust and assurance mm. that is afforded to us by uh, these kind of large centralized systems. Mm. Like, like maybe an Airbnb is a better example. Mm. You know, it really helps us to organize globally. It helps me to go and stay in a stranger's house. Yes. Like, wow, just through some stars. Like, how yeah. did that happen? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, I think there could be a method of doing something like that without... Um, without all of the wealth and control mm. going to a very small number of people. Yeah. yeah. It's my hope. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, so before we extrapolate out a little bit, the final thing on the, the startup journey, Mr. Flat Leather, is uh, what, what's the ultimate value? Is, there a, is this about character and mm -hmm. about being a person and a business of integrity yeah. only? That's fine if it mm -hmm. is. Or is it also about actually, not always, but often, if you take this journey of yeah. transparency, mm -hmm. you can actually make more money, yes. uh, connect to a new audience, yeah. um, unlock Absolutely. more value in yeah. economic terms for your own business? Very much so. I mean, we, we are a business here at Provenance. We're yeah. a social enterprise and have a very strong social mission, but we are a business. Mm -hmm. um, and we, yeah, I mean, our, our product doesn't make any sense unless it it helps businesses either save or make money. Mm -hmm. So there's a few aspects to transparency in general. Um, for, for me, there is a risk reduction element. You know, having further assurance on, on some of the aspects of your supply chain does reduce risk. Mm -hmm. um, I think there can be some cost savings and efficiencies in also understanding your supply chain well and the impact you have. That's true. Going through the process of getting to know it better, yes. you might uncover things that you weren't really happy with. Yeah, anyway. inefficiencies in supply chain or, you know, potentially there's a better supplier or whatever that might be. Yes. But the, the vast majority of the people that use provenance are using it um, because... Uh, yeah, it's proven. Showing more information about the impact and the story behind your product at the point of sale increases sales. Mm. People people equate uh, production and seeing supply chain with an understanding of quality. Mm. Um, so in a similar way that something like consumer reviews has really revolutionized mm. e-commerce, you know, creating an uplift in sales for many people that adopt that approach, which you could say is a form of transparency. Uh, we see the next step on from asking your customers what they think transparently is is now sharing what mm. your supply chain and your impact is transparently. Mm. And so, yeah, no, we're seeing great results. I mean, lots of the smaller businesses that work with us that have integrated in e-commerce have seen sales uplifts, great engagement uplifts as mm. well. You know, you've got much more to interact with in the page, mm. which is great. Gives people a more of a story if you if they really like your product and, and share with word of mouth. Yeah, I guess that voice that you surface as the brand. Yeah. The person who might be sharing that on socially to someone else, digitally or in the analog, yeah. also can then isn't then empowered to carry on that character. Yes. So instead of saying, "Oh, you love this company, they're so amazing," you say, yeah. "Well, I like this business because of yeah. this." And. Yeah. I'm not trusting them, it's I'm trusting yes. the system. Yes. And look at it, it's pretty good. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, so. I mean, I also think particularly if you're a new brand, mm. um, and lots of our customers are, so direct-to-consumer, new brands, they're often marketing themselves through something like Instagram. Mm. So you come off an Instagram advert and go onto their website, you've mm. got a very small moment in order to trust mm. that brand and what mm. they're saying. Mm. And I do think consumers are getting savvier and so, you know, you can tell a little story about the fact that you use renewable energy and that your wallets have have a very, you know, a good approach to waste. But 
oh, come on, we're seeing this time and time again. So for, for us, it's trying to not just tell a story, but to prove mm. the story and, and give the, the customer some assurance on that. In a way, it's the perfect complement to Instagram because Instagram is yeah. so aesthetic yes. and so sort of sexy in that way that it doesn't attempt to give you any quality information. So if yeah. the next step, it's a bit like if you're at a bar and you see someone really good looking, really like taking over the room yeah. and you think, yeah, but they must be a bastard, you know, they <laughs> yeah. must be. And then you lean to your mate and you say, do you know that person? Like what are they like? And they're like, they're amazing. They're they help this charity. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they just, they look after this young person in their exactly. house. And then yeah. you're like, oh, well, now I'm sold. You exactly, know, both, exactly. Both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, their Instagram is so visual. And I think it's, you know, it's great. It's, it's the main reason why you're going to pick a product, right, is the functionality, the way it looks, you know, particularly, uh, you know, something like fashion or jewellery or whatever. But I, what we can bring is just that extra level of assurance on you know, key differentiating points that, that can be proven, mm -hmm. you know, relate to your supply chain, your impact. So if we fast forward a bit, mm -hmm. um, kind of, I mean, I know a lot of the work you've currently been doing is with small businesses, but also yeah. increasingly bigger and bigger businesses yes. into some serious stuff that I, I know you're even working on this week, putting on a new launch on a massive, uh, yeah. I don't know how much we can talk about, but it's moving forward to you working with bigger companies. But, yes. Um, if we go forward and into the vision that you have for the way you want to see the world, is your does provenance's vision um, exist only in the business sphere? Does it also? Would you like to work with governments? Would you like mm -hmm. to work with charities? Like, and then you know, take, paint that picture for me for a second of how the world could look if you yeah. if you have your way over the next ten years and everything goes your way. What what would it look like? Yeah, I mean, yes. What what would it look like in the future? I mean. We have a pretty simple vision, which is that we want every great product to come with provenance. Mm -hmm. So when you're shopping, either just when you're shopping online or when you see a product in person, we think it should come with provenance. Mm -hmm. So very clear, accessible, trustworthy data about the supply chain behind that product and about the impact of that mm -hmm. product. And we think that has to be consistent. Otherwise, you're never going to be comparing apples with apples mm -hmm. and it's just confusing and how do you know that that brand's doing something good and that yeah. brand isn't? And it's just, it's a minefield. So that's 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 the vision. And that's where we want to get to. We've got quite a long way to go because there's a lot of products and a lot of brands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're getting there, chipping away. You know, all of the cool early adopters are in our gang and now it's yeah, tackling the big companies because yes. ultimately that's where the impact is. Yes. We can get these, these big, big companies that are selling millions of products to just even start to be more transparent and use that, you know, so, so customers can hook into that and use that as a mechanism for change, then, wow, it'd be huge. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we want to get to. I mean, for us, yeah, we, we the, our flywheel is commerce. It's consumers caring more about um, the supply chain and the impact, and it's businesses responding to that with transparency. And we've got a very kind of positive spin on this, I guess, so mm -hmm. trying to increase. But I think ultimately why we're doing this is because we want the government to step up and we want regulation to change. Mm -hmm. And and it is, it's slowly happening. You know, we had some great things like the Modern Slavery Act was the start and we've had nutrition labelling and there's been lots of great initiatives um, that have happened in this country um, pioneered by the government. But they don't come from the blue. They, they need to see that businesses are willing to do this and mm -hmm. that shoppers care about yes. it. So when I'm hoping when we get to a critical mass that regulation, governments will step in and mm -hmm. say that all products have to come with their mm -hmm. origin, the 
impact. Mm. I mean, that would be amazing. Imagine yeah, yeah. every single product came with a calm footprint on the front. Yeah. You know, like it would just, it would be game changing. Yeah. So, but we've got a long, long way to go. Standards are messy. There's different ways of measuring different things. There's so many different parties involved in each different claim mm. uh, behind a product. So, you know, it's it's early days, but we have to get that, that flywheel of demand and supply mm. moving for the yes. government to even think about acting, I think. Yeah, okay. And so then you know, in, in true nature for this podcast, if we're thinking about what are the, you know, if you were, if we, if we swapped you out of provenance and swapped you into um, head of uh, biz or whatever in the government oh, right gosh, now. Oh gosh, please do. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but if your job was that you could only have influence over what you care about through policy. Mm. Um, and, and don't get stuck with that. The, the, the fundamental is new agreements. What agreements should we be making um, with ourselves in yes. our homes or in society, do you think around around all of this? If you could summarise it, how would you say it? Yeah, I mean, I think there has to be. Um, I think businesses all need to take responsibility, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, and that's not just their immediate business. The things they procure and the the supply chains behind them need to be included in the responsibility mm-hmm. of the business downstream. I believe everything they touch, basically. I, I just, I just think ultimately. Yeah, I mean, they they are they have to take responsibility that the thing they're selling is the product of many things that they've bought, mm-hmm. and their action of of selling that fuels everything behind. Mm-hmm. So you, I I just think it's for me it feels like a natural uh, natural kind of method to to, to mm-hmm. you know help help with the impact there. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's about taking responsibility. I think it's about um, recognizing that nobody's perfect mm-hmm. and that. Um, creating a perfect business is, is near, near impossible um, but that shouldn't, shouldn't make you shy away from the realities of your supply chain and your impact and, and being curious and helping under, you know helping your, everyone in the business understand those and what you can do as a business to, to make them better I think is, is a really good action to take and then you know I also think um, help, help power a future where we we can all act on our values so um bringing information to into the sunlight um and helping helping us all be educated on the impacts um, behind our products I, I think is a really really kind of core pillar for me of responsible business mm-hmm. in the future so if i was trying to summarize it <laughs> would you say that both can, both buyers of bra- uh, of products mm-hmm. and makers of products yeah. alike need uh, the agreement we should be having, because that's who the agreement is between, yes. isn't it? The, it's the buyer the product, and the seller. Yes. And the buyer and seller. Agreed. Our agreement should be that we will trade based. We will trade based on a, a, a res, based on an, a, an understanding of a full responsibility. Yeah. And, and that's basically the, at its core, yeah. isn't it? Like, I think. I think that's it. I think. Maybe we're, you know, we're very used to trading uh, and measuring the financial implications of that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's about adding the impact implications mm-hmm. to that trade. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Buyer and seller take full responsibility for, yeah, the, the, the impact in, mm-hmm. in that trade agreement. Yeah. And um, you, did you see Jacinda Ardern move towards her well-being? But yes. Away yeah, from- yeah. GDP. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, and and that's ultimately what it all comes down to, isn't it? Is that we are we're driven by numbers, um, yes. and the numbers that get standardised mm-hmm. 
best over time are the ones that become the rule. Yes. And you can see that in GDP. It was never meant to be what it's become. In yeah. fact, the guy that made it warned against <laughs> yeah, using it did, in the way that we do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same with yes. the IQ test. It was a helpful tool, but yeah. not meant to be used for what we now infer its meaning to be. Agreed. And so when you see people like, I haven't actually looked at Jacinda Ardern's mm-hmm. um, policies to understand yeah. whether it's words or whether yeah. she has used a decent system that could be mm-hmm. uh, scaled, let's say, across different biz- uh, countries. But what metrics, if we're trying to expand the, the agreement yes. from just an economic one to a broader responsibility one, yeah. what metrics, what numbers have you found that do speak to people mm-hmm. or, or what framework, anything yeah. in that kind of region that goes beyond words, yes. what is the data that seems to help? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a difficult question, but data is vital because mm-hmm. if you can't measure it, you can't manage it and... If you can't manage it, then you've got no chance of changing it, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so, yeah, for me, for me, data and standards of, mm-hmm. of information and data are absolutely vital mm-hmm. in this agreement between buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work we do at Providence is about the agreement between uh, the shopper and the brand. Mm-hmm. So often what we're doing is taking, uh, yeah, quite complex bits of data and turning them into a, a claim or a benchmark, mm-hmm. um, like 100% renewable energy or 50% recyclable packaging, like trying to make it quite simple and understandable Mm -hmm. um, so that that people can act. So for for me, there there are a lot of the statements that work Mm. quite well, like carbon zero, carbon neutral, those kinds of things are very binary, clear. Mm. There's no fuzziness there. And we try to get every single kind of piece of transparency that a brand does with our tool into that kind of framework. But so I energy think, and packaging as two subjects to be interested yes. in and, and have numbers around that yes. go beyond. Well, we have many. We have many. I mean, for, for us, uh, unfortunately, there's, it's not a few metrics. It's many metrics. Okay. And I think um, for, for us, some of the most important ones are um, climate impact. Mm-hmm. We can't ignore the, the carbon um, behind our products. So often we're working with brands to help them uh, communicate their, their carbon levels and carbon neutrality. I'd say that's pretty important. Um, however, that is tricky if you, you do that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like organic farming often have a higher impact um, on the climate because it's less intensive. Mm. But what's hugely problematic is the measuring of carbon often doesn't include things like soil sequestration mm. which happens because you're uh, using a more of an organic method yes so we, we try to make things as simple as possible uh, the reality is um, and that's why the sort of triple bottom line or mm. the kind of measuring of social environmental and money it, it hasn't kind of become standardized yet is these measurements mm. are so complicated yes. well, i mean would, this is out there now i know mm-hmm. it's not part of your next few years necessarily but would could you ever see that provenance might have the data required. It, let's say you get to scale. Yeah. Everyone's using provenance. Yeah. Everyone can see the provenance of the product. Yeah. And that vision's complete. Yeah. Do you think you might have the sufficient data set in that time, at that time, to kind of, to distill it all back to a, a, sim, a, a more simplified yeah. score of some kind that could help standardise yes. for, the, for the person on the stream? Yes, it might be through this modality, it might be packaging, it might be energy, it might be this, but actually we've got kind of the the right data set that we need now. 
I think potentially. I don't think we would set that score in any way. Mm -hmm. I think there are fantastic groups of, of leading uh, individuals around the world who are real specialists in all the different aspects that would need to mm -hmm. go into that score. And many of them are already working on common standards for things mm -hmm. like carbon. Mm -hmm. So for, all we're doing is piggybacking on those fantastic initiatives, trying to bring them together holistically and make them understandable. Mm -hmm. So I don't think provenance would set the score necessarily, but we could be a great conduit to help bring that together. For me, the key mm -hmm. thing, though, is the transparency. Mm -hmm. I think many people have tried to score products or rate them on their ethics mm. and sustainability. Uh, and I just think it's a bit dangerous, really, because you end up optimizing things based on what that company thinks the score should be. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be great to get to that in the future. I think it would be, uh, it probably wouldn't be one score. I'm sure it would be kind of divided into, you know, social impact type things, environmental type things, maybe health. Uh, so, so I, I could definitely see that coming. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of responsibility in that. Mm -hmm. And I would want, I just want to make sure that it was very clear how it was calculated yeah. and that the whole thing was open source. Yes. Yeah. You, you're, you want to make sure the data's there yes. and partner with people to take it to them. Absolutely. Like we, we're not claiming to be the experts in carbon or the experts yeah. in animal welfare. There are, Plenty yeah. of those people out there, yeah. all we're trying to do is to bring that data together in a consistent format so that when I'm on Shopify, I can make a better decision. Amazing. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> so two things just to bring it into land. Yeah. Who would be number one on your hit list that the business that you just think, God, I wish we could just get under the hood there and because they're at such scale and yeah. they're so opaque and they just need opening up? Oh, yeah. Great question. Um... Yeah, so I mean, we've started working with quite a few of the companies that I was um, ex you know, you know, excited to get under the hood with. I mean, lots of those companies we don't announce because they're not transparent yet, but we mm. are kind of helping them get towards that mm. that place. Um, I mean, for me, <laughs> this might sound a bit weird, but actually the company I, I think should be a lot more transparent is Disney. Okay. I think for me, children's toys companies and, 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 com and, and companies that, that spend their whole life selling to children just have a real responsibility, I think, to preserve the planet for those children. Yeah. And I think, you know, something like getting a toy from Disney, I mean, the magic associated with all of that, I just think is quite ruined sometimes when you see the reality behind the mm -hmm. manufacture of many of these toys. And I haven't been to a Disney supply chain, so I, I do not know if that's the yes. case. But I, I just feel like there's a responsibility there for someone like Disney to educate a child mm. on, you know, the, the people that made that product, mm. the impact it's having on the planet, and to take a positive step on that because they're selling to children. Mm. It's for their future. Yes, yes. So they, they would be my choice. I like, I like that one a lot. And also, even if they have exemplary standards, mm you would love them more yeah, right now totally. if you knew yeah. that. And so all they have to do Absolutely. is let you know that yeah. if it was true. And you can trawl through their big old sustainability yeah. report, but they haven't made that easy for me, buying yeah. a toy for my godson. Yeah. Make it easy for me. Make it understandable for children. Yeah, exactly. You know, like how, how huge would that be if Disney made a supply chain initiative focused on educating children on where yeah. our products come from, the impact they have on the planet? Like, yeah, they're awesome. the best people to do it. They're Amazing. the best people to do it. Amazing. Yeah. You change the whole. You could change the whole world that way because yeah. you'd bring. You know, all these kids would be growing up expecting products to yeah. come with that information. And I, yeah. So for me, someone like that would be my choice. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, and then the takeaway then for you who's listening to this, watching this, thinking about starting a new business or in the early stages. Um, 
what is the takeaway, both um, at a mindset level mm-hmm. and then literally practically where do they go yeah. to take their first step? Totally. I mean, I think for me, if you're starting a new business, make sure you really figure out your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, purpose beyond just, I want to make leather wallets. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of company do you want to be? What kind of lasting imprint do you want to have on the planet and the people? And I think that purpose will will drive you in the future to make good decisions. And then I think just don't be shy about starting to look at making sourcing decisions and impact decisions um, that, that sit with that purpose and use transparency to differentiate. So use that to, to, to drive a flywheel where you can keep acting on your purpose because your, your community is, is cheering you on and supporting you. Yeah. So for me, it's, that, it's getting, getting that right. But for me, pur- purpose is the, is the critical thing, I think. Yes. Because if it's not in your DNA as a company, you'll probably never address it. Yeah, great. <laughs> and where do they go to start that journey? Um, I think there's so many companies out there that are inspiring and have have lived purpose well. I mean, I quite often default back to some to like Patagonia yeah. and people like that, who I just think you can just tell they're a company that have were started with purpose in mind, and, and everything they do, everything they communicate is is really um, in line with that. So I think it's being inspired by the greats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's just about personal reflection and, and looking outwards and, and seeing the impact that products have in the world and deciding what you think. Like, do yeah. you want to be part of that impact in a positive yeah. way or a negative way? And you can't do everything from the beginning, but if the intention's there. Yeah. I guess there's a, a little bit of just saying, like, you know, you know, trust your own mind. Do, is this something you want your life to be about or yes. not? And so there's a bit of a personal stepping up to the plate a bit of saying, I'm not going to defer or look at the news. I'm going to think about in my own brain, yes. what do I want to do? Who do mm-hmm. I want to be? And yes. who do I associate with in Absolutely. order to manifest that life? Yeah. And then on a very practical level, how do they get onto your website? Yes. Yeah, they can, um, you can join Provenance on provenance.org. Um, just pop in your email address um, and you can join the platform. Um, as a small business, you can come and play around for free for I think at least two weeks. So give it a whirl, see how it goes. Uh, you know, you, you should learn some stuff through the platform at least. Uh, and then, yeah, for, for, for me, it's like trying to, yeah, help 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 businesses see where they want to get to as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. I mean, running a business is so hard. Mm-hmm. You have to make compromises all over the place and we can't all be perfect. Yeah. But I think if you've got that North Star of where you want to get to, then slowly mm-hmm. but surely, you make your way there. I remember one of my mentors told me when I was younger that, um, you know, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something like the, the story of integrity is not that there's no inconsistency. Mm-hmm. It's that you're interested in reducing the gap of that consistency yes. as an eternal struggle. Yes. And that is the journey of integrity, yes. not, not claiming to get it perfect. Totally. It right. And if you can do that transparently, like make your vulnerability transparent, I think that's how you build community and I think it's how people trust you more. Because everyone knows that people aren't perfect. Like, I don't know why some brands, I find it so weird. It's like, we know you're not perfect. We know you're just a bunch of people. Like, why not admit your mistakes and struggles? Like, you know, maybe not everything, but sure, you know, things like carbon footprint and getting, you know, getting rid of any bad practices and supply chains is so hard. And I think a bit of vulnerability, I personally trust brands more that are vulnerable. Uh, that's a very good note to end on Jesse thanks so much for taking time again my pleasure thank you Um, and uh, yeah I'll be seeing you soon after the podcast I stuck around with Jesse and her team we had some lunch in Hoxton and I gotta tell you that her team are off the charts 
all of them so different in their skill sets but so helpful. I ran through with them the idea of the tree coin, the Corcovado coin, and they came up with some brilliant ideas, lots of good stuff for me to go away and think about and work on. And I'm hoping that I'll go and see them again soon. Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and sharing with us your new agreement all about transparency. I'm excited to see how these new agreements begin to group and form together and what will be the underlying themes of them. But we'll only know that after we've done 10 or 12 episodes. Hopefully I will see you soon again on this series, New Agreements with me, Dave Erasmus. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you soon.